0: Hey, y'all, I'm recording from home today because, well, I'm quarantined. <laughs> We've had COVID-19 in our home, which is always um, an unexpected eventuality. Uh, but nonetheless, um, we uh, I'm learn- just really got me thinking about a lot of things. So today's episode is about what I've learned in quarantine. Hey, this is Jimmy Malone, live from quarantine. Um, just a little bit of background. Since the last time that we did a podcast, uh, my oldest son, who is in high school and has a little job on the side, came home and wasn't feeling well. Took him to the doctor and they uh, they thought that there were some other things wrong with him. They didn't think it was COVID-19 because the symptoms didn't really match their profile that they had, which I found out that undoubtedly the doctors don't know. They don't know a whole lot about it yet, (laughs) but we're in a hot spot. We're in Louisiana, which has got a lot of COVID cases. So he came home. Well, the next day I began to take you and they thought he had seasonal allergies that were really bad because our pollen was really bad. Our pollen count was super high and he had all the symptoms of that. And they thought, well, it's just, it's just allergies. So They uh, gave him some medicines for that. And so anyway, we, um, but then I came down with the same thing, which I also have seasonal allergies. So I thought, well, maybe, maybe it's allergies. And so, um, but I was running a fever, which is not like allergies and it wasn't like allergies with him either. I don't know how they, you know, they discounted that, but he had a low grade fever, very low grade fever when he went to the, to the doctor. Well, the next day I wound up with a high fever. And so I'm thinking something, okay, this is contagious, you know. And then I just absolutely felt wiped out, you know, just both of us just were wanting to just lay down and not get up, which is totally not like me. Well, then uh, over the weekend, uh, my wife got uh, began to have the same symptoms, but she was having shortness of breath. And on Saturday, uh, Sunday night, well, then Monday morning, I took her to, to the doctor and they checked her out for some different things, really didn't. Weren't expecting COVID-19 because of the, there wasn't enough severity. The, her lungs were clear. Everything about it looked like it was negative. But they did the test just in case. Well, then they called me Tuesday. Hey, you've got COVID-19. You know, your wife has COVID-19. And so what wound up happening is now we've been quarantined. <laughs> we're in a 14-day day quarantine. And the thing is, I'm like, hey, we we already, uh, yeah, she's the third one in the family to get it. So she was quarantined within, within the quarantine my wife just stayed in our room unless she went to the bathroom. You know, she just stayed in the room. Um, and I, I brought a chair in there so she could sit in there or she could lay down in the bed. And I brought all of her meals to her, but she didn't really eat. You, This stuff kills your appetite. She didn't want to eat at all, which I didn't either for about four days and neither did my son. And, um, she was just eating like white rice with nothing on it, just plain white rice, like three or four spoons of that. And that's it. And, you know, those kind of things. And so, um, and then she would come take a shower or if she'd have to go to the restroom. And if she walked out of the house, she wanted me to sanitize everything. If she walked out of the room, I mean, so she'd walk from our bedroom to our bath and, uh, there's a hall there. So she'd go through there and then I would Lysol everything. And we got down to the very last whiff of Lysol. And then, uh, just my secretary brought me some Lysol, which was just amazing because, we couldn't find it anywhere. It's just so crazy. And, uh, and so, you know, one of the things about the quarantine situation is so aggravating because not only do you feel like crud, because three of the five of us in my family have been sick. The other two thankfully have been good. And now everybody's well, everybody's doing good. Now my wife's doing well. I mean, she got to the point where she really was having trouble breathing for like two hours straight. And, um, at that point, um, she just, uh, I called 911 because the doctor said if she you know, gets any worse, just call 911 because there's nothing else. We can't take her to a clinic. I mean, I can't leave. I'm on quarantine. And like the police, you know, you will be arrested if you have an active COVID person out and about, you know, uh, in Louisiana. We're in, a, we're in a serious uh, mitigation orders right now. And um, so anyway, we uh, called 911 and they, of course, the EMT showed up in hazmat suits wanted to meet her on the porch. And so she went out there and they checked over all of her vitals and everything on our front porch and said she wasn't sick enough to go. They called the hospital and the hospital didn't want her. And uh, they said, you know, that they're running out of beds for COVID patients. And her blood uh, oxygen was still too high. That her blood oxygen was not low enough for them to take her. And so they just, you know, recommended some uh, supplements which actually, you know, I was like, really, (laughs) you know, but the, the EMT said, Hey, look, here's the thing that's helping people right now. Uh, and it was, you know, uh, you want to take the A vitamin and the D three vitamin and the, uh, you know, the A and the C and the D and the Z, uh, the zinc, which they, they recommended the, um, um, oh, Why is it? My my mind's not, I can't remember it now, but there's a, there's a supplement that's got zinc in it. And so you're just looking for zinc in there. Um, and, um, Zycam and Zycam with zinc. And, uh, see, I'm sitting here, I'm at my house, so I don't have all my normal stuff in front of me. I'm trying to be quiet because the baby's sleeping in the next room and it's really crazy here. But so we were doing the, the vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D3, and then the, the Zycam with zinc, problem is, I'm, I'm like, how am I going to get that? Because, like, I can't leave the house. And if you do, like, our Walmart does deliver here sometimes, but sometimes it's offline because there's such an overwhelming amount of people using it. And then it's two days to get anything, sometimes four days to get anything. And so I got a call from a local policeman here who who goes to my church from time to time. And of course, he had heard the EMT had got called out here, so he called and asked about the family. I told him what was going on. He said, "Well, look, what did they what did they tell you? Tell me again what they what you need." And I told him. Five minutes later, he shows up with it at my house. Just he said, "Hey, I'm not coming in. I'm just going to leave this on your porch." Just knocks on the door, leaves a bag on the porch, and and I'll be honest with you, she was getting worse every day, and immediately when she began to take those supplements immediately, she's been better every day since. I mean, talking about dramatically better. And so, um, just throwing that out there, I'm not a doctor. I just have, uh, you know, I've had COVID. My son had COVID. My wife is recovering from it. And I'm just telling you, we tried a bunch of stuff. And the only thing that really helped was the, was these supplements. And um, so anyway, um, just some spiritual thoughts about all of this. One thing that really got me thinking is that um, I've become lazy in my devotional life because I've always been super busy and I stay super busy and I'm bivocational, you know. Now I'm non-vocational. I can't go to the church. I can't do my secular job. I can't do anything. I'm just here. I'm just at the house. And um, if you hear banging, there's a machine shop next door and they are banging on a loud piece of metal right now. Um, (laughs) And so the, um, I've become spiritually lazy with my, with my devotion because I've always thought, you know, that part of my problem was I'm just so busy. It's so hard to fit in my devotional time because I'm so busy. And, uh, and now I'm not, I mean, I'm just, I'm not, And and, and I haven't got in my devotional time the way I need to. And I've, I'm working on that, but I realized that it's not, it's a lack of desire more than a lack of opportunity. Because when I had all the time in the world these last couple of days, I just hadn't felt like it. And, and that's a hard thing to admit, but, but I began to realize, you know, it's really got me thinking. Another thing that really got me thinking is how much of my relationship with God has been replaced by my role as a minister in my local church. How much of my relationship with God, how much of my devotion and my personal uh, spiritual life has completely been taken up by working for God instead of being with him. You know, Leonard Ravenhill said, if you want to be great for God, you got to be great with him. And, uh, and there was a time in my life where I didn't have a lot of ministry opportunities, but I had a tremendous devotional life and I was always just full and ready. And, uh, and I'm at the place now where I have, you know, I got all the opportunity I want. I got to say no to things. You know, there's things that people, opportunities that come up. I'm like, uh, no, can't do that. Uh, no time, no energy, no passion for it. And I've just realized that taking a vacation from church has almost become like taking a vacation from Jesus. So I've had to really re stir those things up and, and and I've you know and I and I have been um you know digging in. But I it this has been a wake up call you know three things that i've realized is the way that the church is set up in general in the united states won't work without government permission if the government says we can't meet most of our churches are dead in the water okay so uh the other thing i found out is that i have even if it, time is not the problem i can't say i don't have enough time to study because if i do have time i'm still haven't studied so i realized that it's a lack of discipline it's a lack of discipline and a lack of priority and then the third thing is that I realize that I have done too much of my studying for sermons and not enough just for me, and too much of my, um, too much of what I'm learning, I'm learning to teach instead of learning just for the joy of learning, and uh, and I'm looking forward for a fresh season. I really believe God's doing something, and um, you know whatever survives all this with my church is, is th- that's what we got. You know, if you take off church for a couple months and you can't have services except online, and then the pastor's quarantined for two weeks where you can't even visit anybody, then at that point, what you have is what you have. Those are the people who are there because they want to be there. and um, But I'm believing, God, that we're going to have a great revival, uh, that things are really going to open up, and we're going to see some tremendous things. And uh, I've gotten back to preaching healing again. I do believe in divine healing. I believe that healing is part of the atonement. And I believe that because of the Word. Uh, I believe that because I see it all in the Scripture. And um, I do believe that by His stripes we are healed. Uh, doesn't just mean spiritually, but it means physically. And, you know, the Bible says, is there any sick among you? Let the elders of the church lay hands on them. Well, that's, that's a, it's a written like an ordinance. I don't know why we wouldn't consider it an ordinance. Um except that we don't pray the pray the prayer of faith anymore. You know, we um you know the early church said silver and gold ha- have a none, but what I have I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. And we've kind of flipped it around where we said, Hey man, you know, I don't know if my prayers gonna get answered, but here's some here's a twenty dollar bill, I hope it helps. Um and uh it's really got me to really stop and think, you know, the the world can just go on without us. Is it that easy for the world just to go on without the church? And uh how many people in the community are really missing the church? For that many, how for that much, how how much am I really missing the church? I mean, I got guys in the church that are, you know, fishing every Sunday now and they're kind of having the time of their life and and as a minister sometimes it's easy, you know, I just pre record something on Saturday and sleep in on Sunday and and uh It really got me thinking, I know one thing that's essential, is that we need a a passionate relationship with Jesus Christ, and we need to preach the Word. Simply preach the Word, not self-help messages, not how's this going to grow my church, but just preach the Word of God as best as we can get out of the way of the message. Don't take the message and use it as the clay in your hands to create your ministry, but to just get out of the way until you are so f- consumed with the Word and so and fascinated with Jesus Christ and so enraptured with who He is and and His mission and His calling and His grace that you become the message. That literally everything you say and do just drips with faith and grace and righteousness and truth and Judgment and mercy, and all those things that that whole tapestry that is the gospel. And uh, I want to encourage you guys. I don't know where you're at, I don't know how much has shut down on you. I don't know. You might be in a part of the world that hasn't been affected much, you might be somewhere where it's a lot worse than it is in Louisiana. But Louisiana, right now, we got a stay at home order, and, and we have a our state has one of the smaller populations in the country, but we got 15,000 people diagnosed with this disease, and of course, me and my son weren't even diagnosed, but my wife was, and we've all had the same thing, but I'm I'm sure there's a lot more people out there that had it that didn't go to the doctor, Um, but I'm believing God for revival. I'm ready for revival, and I also, one more thing that I didn't realize is how much I miss the everyday routine things that seemed like a drudgery, man, I'd be so glad to get back to my drudgery. I'd be so glad to get back to those routine things and just do those things that were the everyday building blocks of my day, the anchors of my week. And uh, so I want to encourage you guys. Y'all be blessed out there, and uh, I'll get something more structured after a little bit. But Right now, it just doesn't (laughs) doesn't seem appropriate. I'm just here in quarantine and these are kind of this is a this is a, just thoughts that I've been having and uh have definitely been catching up with my family a lot of good things a lot of good things are happening here and I believe that when when everything gets back in order the church is going to rise up and uh and and be better than we were before there's a you know absence makes the heart fonder and there's you don't realize what you got until you lose it and thank God for the freedoms we have in this country. And when we are able to get back and operate, I hope we spend that time making disciples, building relationships, and doing things that you can't shut down next time there's a there's an epidemic. Things that'll keep going with with or without our program. So you guys be blessed and I hope I encourage somebody, if nothing else, at least one to say, Hey, I'm still alive. And uh thank you for those of you who have been praying for my family. Appreciate that, and I'll be praying for y'all. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Please give us some good reviews, put some five-star ratings on there, share it with a friend, hit the support button, help us to buy some new microphones and (laughs) things like that, Uh, and feel free to look. We also have a Facebook page called In the Trenches, and uh, you can check that out, and we're so glad you came, hope you were blessed, and tune in again. Thanks.